Hey guys, this is Mike Vidano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, the only Starcastic Remark podcast in the remarks with Starcastics in the Dallas Stars Hockey Club. I'm Chris, here with Ryan. You're a better host than I am. Yes. <laughs> so the green team beat the... No, the white team beat the red team today with the final score of 3-0, to zero, and that is good. We like that. End the podcast. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So the green team... A.K.A. the, the white, white team. team, A.K.A. the Dallas Stars, because you said green team, then white team. Uh, they beat the Florida Panthers today. Finally, they win a game. And I think it was actually finally a game that they deserved to win, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> the last 10 minutes of the second period, I was kind of like, uh, okay. The last yeah. 10 minutes of the second period look exactly like last night's second period. <laughs> but, but they didn't break. That didn't happen. It didn't. Dobby didn't break. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Dobby the is the Dallas Stars. Yeah. The I first period have... was good. The, I, I thought the first period was good. I thought they, yeah. they needed to score another goal there again, like last night. This game felt a lot like last night. Just it looked. It was like the Stars played a little bit better, <laughs> but it felt like they needed another goal again. Mm-hmm. But so the first and third I thought were were decent. We played well. The the beginning of the second I thought we were playing good, and then this. Second half of the second, we sucked. So, that's a big rip. But, I mean, we won the game at least. and It's pretty much all due to Dobby. All? Yeah, it, it's only Dobby. Only Dobby. <laughs> I mean, it, if he could have gone and scored a goal, he, he probably would have. <laughs> right. He, he could have done everything by himself tonight. He, it was, it, it, he was that good. Dobby passes it to Dobby. He passes it to Dobby. Dobby scores. Everybody was Dobby tonight. So, obviously, he is the only reason why the Stars won the game tonight. He was absolutely fantastic. And, again, the Stars are completely outshot. Yeah. Again, this stat's kind of... It's kind of partially due to because Florida, like that's Florida style. I love it. Like their power play, I I love it so much. They that's just scary. they get the puck and they it's shoot it, and I like scary. it so much. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, but it is it is terrifying when you're the other team. Um, right. And it's also due to Dobby giving up rebounds. So he didn't give up as many tonight, but it felt like Florida was shooting more because they couldn't figure him out. So if that's even possible, I felt like they <laughs> had more shot attempts. <laughs> yeah. 43 to 26 in favor of the Florida Panthers and shots tonight. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, 26 isn't bad for the stars, right? No, that's, that's, kind that's of, not bad that's at all. That's kind of normal for us. So, even though we're vastly outshot, we're kind of not upset about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, it, so what I noticed about what the Florida was doing in the first period compared to the second, in the first period, they were trying to elevate it more, which that's typically what you want to do. When you're facing a hot goaltender, you you want to you want to test him up there because you know it's easier for him to to test to cover the bottom of the crease than it is the top. But uh, it looked like more through this as the second period went along, they started shooting more low, and then those bounces off the pads. That's what when they started getting more of their chances. And like I said, it was especially the last ten minutes of that second period. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the in the last ten. 
minutes of the second period, they just kind of started shooting. <laughs> like, they didn't care where it went. As long as it was on net, they were happy. <laughs> right, and I wish the Stars would do that more, but and it seems like they do uh, take more shots like that, but they're just not super high-quality chances like they They're not good be. shots is the issue. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not even just that they're not in good shooting positions. It's, it's from just the like perimeter. They just, like, <laughs> throw it at the net. It's just, sort of like, a, like you said, it's a bad shot. It's not a... High danger, quality chance. Yeah, and which... especially this game, that's pretty much only the forwards. The forwards sucked this game, like all of them. I don't think there was one that I could pick out and say that he was great. Like, maybe Gurionov played decently, but pretty much other than that, like, there wasn't a forward that really stood out offensively. Now, offensively, I would say I would agree with you, except for one, uh, one exception. Um, a forward that really stuck out to me actually tonight was Dowling. Uh, not oh, I off, not offensively. Disagree with you. <laughs> I not not uh, offensively, but he was all over the puck, and he was his line did pretty well tonight in no. getting some sustained pressure in the zone. Shut up, Chris! You're an idiot. <laughs> no, that's so wrong. That's and incorrect. then okay, all right. How about this one then? All right. So the person that has been the most consistent getting decent shots and getting decent chances on net is, uh, again, it was uh, Blake Como. Blake Como had w- had several chances again today. And, again, that's not the guy you want uh, taking those shots and getting those kind of chances, but he was doing it again today. Yeah. Now, he, he wasn't rewarded like he was uh, on Monday, but he played well tonight. He, honestly, he was probably one of the better forwards. Yep. I think that's definitely true. I mean, he's—I feel like he's playing consistently to what he was prior to us sucking, and everyone else is just playing that that much worse. <laughs> so, I, I'm happy that he's stepping up. He—he's in the leadership role for a reason. So, like, even though he doesn't seem like such a big deal to us, just because he doesn't put out numbers like the other assistant captains do, we don't see def- what goes on yeah. in the locker room. He's definitely a leadership guy, so it, he's he's stepping up here. And, in, like, three shots in goal, he's not normally going to do that, but he's he's looking for shots right now. So Right, and, and that, that's, that's awesome. Really good. I'm, I'm glad he is. I mean, I would love to see those uh, that CDC line or the FCC line, whatever it, it is at whatever <laughs> CBD point. Line. <laughs> CBD line. <laughs> CBD. Razor said that I, I almost lost my mind. I know, dude. I know. I was just like, oh, gosh. It, it, they're just going to start taking the, fir- the first letters of – everybody's last name and just try to make something bad out of it first it was fcc and then like that didn't even really make any sense it was just fcc and then dickinson got put on that line it was cdc and it made a lot of sense and it was funny because of all the covid stuff and then he said that and i was like oh gosh (laughs) okay so anyway uh let's talk about some of the things that the stars did tonight uh that we talked about uh just last night so uh just last night we talked about uh, all the things that they needed to do better in order to win this game. So uh, they already had excellent goaltending from Monday, but they had that again today. But on top of all the stuff that we talked about, one of the biggest things that they did today is they were actually skating. Yeah, definitely. And you could tell when they stopped skating. So in the, in the second half of the second period, they stopped skating and they were getting vastly outplayed. <laughs> Luckily, mm-hmm. we made it to the intermission without a goal being scored, but... Yeah, it was very obvious that they were finally skating, at least. Yeah, you mentioned that second period. I was really scared that they were going to score in like the last you know, two minutes of that period and that it was going to be a completely different game going into the third period. 
But nevertheless, they did not, so we were safe. Um, and then uh, the other thing that we didn't talk about that uh, I guess we sh- could have, we should have talked about is that there was a lot of chippiness in this game, which that completely feeds into uh, the star style. Now we talked about yeah. emotion, but we didn't talk about like specifically chippiness. I mean, and that's definitely, there's a lot of that tonight. Yeah, that's definitely where emotion is going to come from. Like th- this team obviously isn't on their isn't in midseason form right now. So like passes aren't hitting, shots aren't going where they want them to. Like that's pretty obvious. But a way to kind of make up for that is with that chippiness, and that definitely showed that first minute of the game. Like oh my goodness, that was like some of the most exciting hockey we've seen all year. Just that one mm-hmm. minute sequence. That was awesome. So definitely they should bring that tomorrow as well as if they have the legs to do it well i i love the way that alexiak played tonight too seemed like he was always getting involved and one of the things that they made a point of uh and i I guess dobby said something to the to his defenseman but each time that hordquist was in front of the net they were shoving his butt on the ground getting him out of the way even if it was like a you know a non-danger chance or whatever his butt was on the ground, or he was getting shoved out of the front of the crease. So, yep. abs- and Alexiak was a big part of that. So, good for Alexiak. And, and even somebody, Miro. Miro was even getting, yeah, get, getting everyone, in on some of the too. Klingberg had a couple of good hits that I can recall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely true. And, yeah, with Hornquist, you definitely want to make – with someone who's that good, who's also been hot recently, like, you want to make sure he's not comfortable. And that's something that the, that the Stars do great. Like, you could tell in a playoff series – like getting Nathan McKinnon off his game through throughout the length of that series, getting Marcheseau in the Vegas series, they're they're like making sure that they go after the guy who is the guy, and they kind of lock him down. The only guy that they can't get around that with is Patrick Line, just because his style is so tough to so tough to pin him down or hit him at all, just because he's huge and fast and ridiculous. But that, that's besides the point. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what the stars do is they lock down guys. Yeah, and, and see, that's the other thing. Again, we're going to go back to it. They played Dallas Stars hockey. They didn't do they this. Played, they played I would the say way they have to play in order to win a game when they're lo- when they're missing a bunch of their key forwards. Yes, they, that's they what I was going to say. They don't have Radulov, and they don't have hints. Yeah. So they, they split up the lines to where there's a little bit of chippiness on each of those lines, and they said, go, and they did. They yeah, and they, but, they and they relied heavily on Dobby, who is our best player right now, and that's the way it should be. And we pull out the win. Now Dobby's not going to be able to play like that every single game, although he played a, a lot like that in the playoffs, so he's shown that he can. Uh, but that it, it's just really it's like a security blanket, kind of like the tight end in football. It's just nice to know that you have that kind of person in the back end. It, in order to make this the big save when you need it. And boy, did he make some big saves again tonight. Yeah. I was going to say that they played bad Dallas Stars hockey, which is what made us, which is what made us so good last season. We could play bad games and still win them. And so that's definitely what we did today. And it worked out well. Like we didn't have our skill guys and we found a way to scrap out a win. I mean, definitely in large part due to Dobby, but that's what we did last season too. We would lean on Bishop if we didn't have our big guys. And like those guys are getting paid to do it. We have, like highest paid goalies, two highest paid goalies in the league. So, yeah, those guys definitely are earning their paychecks right now, and and Jim Neal is looking like a genius for signing Dobby again. <laughs> right. I mean, it. I I never thought he would leave, he was gonna leave. I always knew he was gonna come back. Oh, I thought he was gone for sure. Nah. 
I, I knew he was coming back. I knew I knew they wouldn't let him leave without giving him a big contract because I mean they obviously they needed him because otherwise Ottinger would be the starter, which I mean I love him to death, but then that would leave our backup as Landon Bow for the time being, and that is not good. So, okay, and then uh, another thing, another part of Dallas Stars hockey that uh, was visible tonight is that the defensemen were involved in the offense today. Yeah, and every no aspect joke. of the they game. were the offense. <laughs> yeah, the forwards cannot do anything, so the defensemen said, "Okay, we will be the offense." <laughs> it was two great shots by by Klinger and uh, Lindell. Like they they were skill shots. They got free ice. They took the ice and made a great shot. So that's that's what our D are known for, and that's why they're scary in the offensive zone. So it's good that we can keep relying on that when our forwards are sucking. <laughs> yep. And, and we need more shots like that. We're going to need Klingberg to continue to do that. We're going to need Lindell to continue to do that more. And that was uh, Lindell's first point since opening night. So over a month ago. Yeah. So he actually it, had the most is, shots on the team. Five shots for Lindell. That is interesting. That's very different. So, yeah. the, I mean, that, the, so that in and of itself just tells you that Bonus made an effort to go out and say, hey, Y'all need to get involved in the offense. I want to see more shots from y'all. Well, so, I think I think it's a great position where one skill guy can make a huge difference. So I, I think that's definitely Klingberg and Liddell really stepped up big time there. And I think Haskinen played a good game. Like he played a good defenseman's game. But like we've been saying, he's got to start shooting. Like every time he touches the puck and he's at the at the circles, he needs to put the puck on the net. I don't well, know. And, we, and what I would else love to see him say. fly again. I'd love to see him fly again. He hasn't been flying lately. Yeah, it seems like that skating and that dangling hasn't been there. So he he's got he's got to just do it. Like there's there's not really much else you could say. Like <laughs> go do it. We know you can do. <laughs> it, it, and at this point, I'm not sure if it's a COVID thing. Do you think it's a it's confidence? Not. thing? That's way too long. It's a confidence thing for sure. It's right got to be a confidence thing at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I you could probably make an excuse for the first couple weeks that he might have caught COVID and that. You know, he was just, you know, being affected by the symptoms of it and the the after symptoms or whatever they call it. Yeah, it's been a while uh, since the, then. So yeah, it's been a while. So it's it's definitely now. it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a confidence thing. So, but, but that's what, what is, we did with Guryanov. When Guryanov got in that slump last year, they said, "Okay, Guryanov, every time you touch the puck, shoot it." <laughs> and that's what happened, and he got back on his feet. So I, I feel like you, you say almost the same thing to Haskinen. Like, his brain's still working, obviously. He's making great defensive plays, awesome angles. The stick checks are still there. He's got to shoot the dang puck and skate with the puck and just do the things we know he can do. Well, you say he just got, he's just got to do it, but is there something specific that he can do to get it involved more on the offense? Just shoot. <laughs> we, he's he really he's getting those chances. Play? Like, he's, he's getting chances, and he's passing them up, especially on that power play when Klinger was at the top and he was on the far side. Like, if you get the puck there and you think you have a lane, shoot the puck. Like, <laughs> that's what you're there for. So, I think it's as simple as that. You start shooting, maybe one goes in, you get some confidence. Or at least you get some decent shots on net and you get some confidence. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's as simple as just telling him to sh shoot as often as you can. Yeah, and I did like the addition of uh, doing two defensemen on the top power play unit. I, that, that was a very... 
that was a very good decision by bonus to do that. And it, it paid off because even though one of those goals wasn't technically a power play goal, it was a power play goal. It was like one second yeah. after. So well, when those it, two defensemen are Klingberg and Haskin, it makes sense at least. <laughs> yeah, but he, the only reason why he did that is because both of them can quarterback their own power play, right? They both mm-hmm. could. Yep. But with uh, the issues we've been having offensively, and we're not getting any shots, we're not scoring goals, it, it was a great idea to put both of them out there and say, okay, both of y'all get to the point, shoot the dang puck. Yeah. And, and they I did. Mean, and Lindell's more than capable of handling the second power play unit. I mean, right. that's where yeah. most of their chances came from was Lindell moving the puck and putting it on the net. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I really uh, – had. I, you you got to give credit to Bonus, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, Bonus is gonna be fired and stuff like that." And I, I do you think he is in any kind of danger of losing his job? Like, I, don't, I think it'd bad? be crazy, and yeah, I don't, th- especially I know, Jim I know we Mill. About it. I know we just talked yeah. about it last podcast, but I've seen even more rumblings on Twitter and Facebook. So, yeah, Jim Nill's not the guy to make a decision like that either. Like a super rash, just middle of the moment try and shake up the team kind of thing. Jim Neal doesn't do that. Yeah, he didn't want to when, when he fired Monty. Yeah, but, he was and, he was forced he to do only, that. <laughs> he only fired Monty because he said, Monty, if you do this again, I'm going to have to take some steps that I don't want to take. And then, of course, Monty did it again, and he he had to take the, the rash step of firing him. So. Yeah. yeah, but Neal doesn't make quick decisions like that. He, he makes long, methodical ones, definitely. Mm-hmm. The, the, only, the only, like, even like big trade really was the Sagan trade as soon as he stepped in that I can think of. Like you maybe think of, uh, uh, what's his name? Guy on Toronto now. Spezza. Spezza. The Spezza trade was probably the second biggest one, right? But mm-hmm. even then we don't give up much there. They were just trying to get rid of stuff cause they were rebuilding. So. Well, and it, we weren't, we only got like two or three good seasons out of Spezza. Well, Spezza, was... Spezza busted for us. No, he wasn't a bust. We knew what we were getting. He was an older guy, and he, I mean, he had a, a thirty-goal season, and then he had a. Uh, we expected a, a lot more from season. him and Hemsky than what they gave us. <laughs> now Hemsky definitely that was a definite bust for us. But okay, so anyways, back to this game. Um, so I, I, again, we barely heard his name on the ice tonight, and I didn't even think about it until. Uh, until Razor said something, but Pavelski is the only one with a multi-point game tonight on the Stars roster. He he ends he ends the night with two assists. Kind of crazy yeah. considering that you know, just I didn't second, I don't remember seeing it, hearing his name very much. The, in the second game assist tonight. is kind of yeah. Uh, it's know. an empty night goal. That's true, but yeah. still, still he he was he was there, and he was also the primary assist on the Kleinberg goal. So, um. Good on him, and it looks like his ice time is not diminishing at all. He continues to lead the Stars forwards with 19 minutes on ice. And then... Yeah, and I mean, if you can handle it, then why not? Like, is <laughs> not too much either. Like, you remember what, like, McKinnon was doing against okay, us Ma- in the playoffs? Y- like... Yeah, but M- McKinnon was McKinnon, and they were losing, and they were getting frustrated <laughs> yeah. because they thought they should beat us. So but I'm just, I, I I'm just that, giving. Like, play like 27 minutes, right? Yeah, it's not I'm just giving like context, like just context for 19 is not too much, really. Right. I mean, it's a lot, but it's it's not crazy. 
Um, and another thing that the Stars did better in is the face-off circle. So they they still lost some key draws, but they didn't lose as many as they did in the other game. Yeah, so, we would have been really good if it wasn't for Rhett Gardner and J- and Jason Dow- Justin Dowling. Like, they were atrocious, both of them. Like, yeah. Rhett Gardner, 13%. Dowling was one for four, so you can kind of even pass, but, like, he's a center. Like... <laughs> Him and Gardner are sinners. Like, they're supposed to be able to do that, and it was not good. It was awful by both yeah. of them. I, I saw that from Gardner, and I, like, almost couldn't believe it. Yeah, one one for eight for Gardner. Like, not against top guys either. That's against their Florida's fourth-line guys, too. So yeah, that's, that's pretty terrible. I don't know why Gardner's in there, honestly. He, he looked pretty bad the whole game. You know, he only played for eight minutes, and I noticed how bad he was. <laughs> Is there anybody else that kind of stuck out to you specifically tonight? Oh, Robertson didn't play enough. That's kind of frustrating, but yeah, I I, I get it because he's a rookie and stuff, and like, yeah, but, but he's been would, hot. I think you would play. Yeah, him. that that's a that's a really good point. Especially and, when Dowling has fourteen minutes and he plays on and he played on the power play so much. Like, why is Dowling on the power play at all? Like, <laughs> he should not be touching that, in my opinion. He, he has. So. He seems to have some sort of grasp on the trust of Rick Bonus, and I don't know what it is. Um, I, I mean, I, I think he played well tonight, and I mean, you disagree with me on that, but I agree with you on this part that I don't know how much sense it makes having Justin Dowling, who is in and out of the lineup because he's one of the depth guys on the second power play unit. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, I would rather have Foxa, who is a regular in the lineup be on the power play unit and and maybe that's just me i i mean i don't know so or even como honestly like <laughs> and yeah because como was como was showing that he was he was doing pretty well the the past couple games offensively he was getting the chances so you know maybe throw him on the power play the second power play unit and see what he can do but, i don't know but i saw but him on the near side weird... and he was bad <laughs> so um and then I don't want to say Jamie Benn was invisible tonight because he, uh, he was still physical. But, he was uh, fine. Like, he, exactly. He that's, just, that's, it, that's a good word. He, yeah. he was fine. He, but it was eh. When you're making – and uh, I'll go – I'll use your line. When you're making $9 <laughs> million a year, you can't just be fine. You got to yeah. go and get those points somehow. And uh, he's been very quiet uh, – these these last two games just uh offensively and he played he played way better today physically i I saw some of the hits he threw but three shots on goal too so he was he was definitely trying out there to get to get stuff going but yeah you you feel like he's got to get some better chances somewhere right but i i don't pull that line out because our big money on the blue line it comes out for us and Klinger and Lindell. That's a lot of money there too, and they definitely stepped up and made their paychecks. Yep. Yeah. Kleinberg makes almost five million. S Lindell makes five point five million. Uh Haskinen, I know will probably make at the very minimum six million at after this year, regardless of how this year goes. Um if he does really well, he may make eight million. I don't know. Uh but and then and then Alexiak, uh, he he was he was probably my favorite player tonight. Honestly, 
just based off of the play, the chippiness, and what he was willing to do to to get involved. And uh, I want to see that tomorrow. So we'll, yeah, we'll, have we'll, to, we'll have to see how that goes. We'll see how the two dead teams play tomorrow. <laughs> that, should right, be a, yeah. that should be a fun ECHL game. <laughs> right. So well, so the thing, the nice thing for the stars is that it's going to be a slower paced game. So that that is in favor of most of the stars lineup. Is it? It will probably be a slower paced game just because both teams have this is their third game in four nights. So and it's against each other. So um, this is kind of fun too. I'll, I'll have to agree with you with the whole you know baseball setup. Uh, this whole three game series is actually kind of cool. Right? Yeah, it's that's why I hate the four game sets in baseball. The four game sets are so sad because like you get yeah. two, two, you're like, ah, oh, come on, let's play one more and decide. Right, and you don't get a clear winner out of the series. Yeah, that's, right. That's, so. the, and the two game sets in hockey, man, it, it's not fun to get the splits. It's it's lame. But right, and, and the it's three game like, sets are pretty cool. So like in baseball, it seems like five games is a little too much, and it, and then three games is like the absolute perfect you know round number. Yeah. That's why most so, series are three game series. And there's only a few four games just because they need extra games in there sometimes. But yeah. Okay, so ran, uh, random question of the night. Do you think the NHL will adopt this kind of three-game series, two-game set kind of thing as a regular thing? Or do you think that they're just going to go back to the randomness that they've done in the past? I think they'll go back, but I wish they would. Like, you think you could have, you could have two three-game series... Like, what if you did it against divisional opponents? What, like, what, what if you did that against way. division opponents and you and you just did random with a, with the other conference? That would be kind of cool. But yeah. that, that's that that would be a decent compromise for those that want something like that. You can just do it against your divisional opponents. Like, can you imagine having three games against Nashville? That would be yeah. awesome. The issue with that though is like how much how different teams can get later in seasons is the only issue with that. So like if you play the like the Sharks in the beginning of the season and you have the first three-game conference rivalry and, like, they make a big deal about it and put it on NBC and stuff. Then, like, later on in the season, you're a completely different team and you so you, so you get swept in the first series and you get 2-1 in the second series and they beat you in overtime in the first game. Well, they still have the head-to-head against you even though you're obviously the better team now. Mm. So that's the only issue that there is with it, I think. And Having it be what, random gives you more of a spread. All right, and then one other question, and th- this is one of the graphics I put up on Twitter, and on, uh, and it was about uh, the new U.S. TV deal, which it sounds like it's getting close to being completed. And what it sounds like is that NBC is not going to be the sole network, uh, you know, doing all these national games. So what it sounds like is that Fox, NBC, and ESPN, which that includes ABC for ESPN, are all involved in this deal somehow. Is that a good thing for the? Is that a good thing for the league, or do you think they should just stick with one network? I definitely think it's a good thing. I mean, uh, uh, all of us hate <laughs> watching M- NBC pretty much. I think like no one sees it's, the game. It's, it's on gotten NBC better. Like, yes, it, it, it's gotten better. <laughs> It's gotten better this year than compared to last year. But it's so obvious that NBC is trying to appeal to like other audiences that aren't hockey fans more than they are to hockey fans. And that's what frustrates us because the regional broadca- broadcasts are targeted at hockey fans, right? There's not right. much like 
really basic explaining of what's going on. But the NBC broadcasts, like like Razor said, I don't remember when he said this, but it was around the playoffs sometimes. They're very theatrical, and like that's why they love their their player trackers and like the name above the player follows the player around. Like we know who the guy is. <laughs> like we we know that's Jamie Benn. You don't gotta tell us. So that so hopefully with the three different networks, you'll get three different ways of showing us hockey. So maybe NBC keeps doing it the way they do. And then ESPN directs it more towards sports fans. General and Fox does it differently. Fans. Yeah. So, and, and see that, that, definitely that was something, sorry, one more thing, having ES, having hockey on ESPN. I know a lot of people like, like bashing ESPN, like you do a little bit, but, and, and I've changed my thought on that too. That's what I was yeah. going to say, but go ahead. It, it's only going to make hockey appear on sports center more and their talk shows more which is overall good, even though they don't do it now. Like, there's a reason, because they don't ever show hockey. So why would they, they do They it? don't have any rights to it. So they may say, like, if something really big happens, like uh, the whole, do you see the whole uh, Artemi Panarin thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bunch of crap. I can't believe that. Well, yeah, I can't believe it, but it's crap. It made me really mad, too. If you want to go look up the, the Panarin stuff, go look up the Panarin stuff. It's it's unbelievable. But um, I've changed my thought on... Uh, on the ESPN thing, because at first I was like, you know, I, I really hate ESPN because they don't do, uh, they don't do hockey justice on their network, and I I, I apologize to Greg Wyshynski because he does a good job with what he's got, but it, it's just not a priority at, at ESPN. And but the thing what's great about ESPN is ESPN has, uh, they they've got they've got baseball, they've got. Uh, basketball, both major league and college. They've got, they've got Monday football. night football. They got Monday yeah. night football. So they've got the general, you know, sports audience on their network, which, you know, NBC sports network there, it does a lot of hockey stuff. So there's, there's, they're going to have a bigger hockey, you know, pool, but with ESPN, you get those sports fans that just love sports in general. So that maybe that, that uh, desire of the NHL to appeal to those kind of sports fans, those casual sports fans that may pull up hockey as one of their uh, favorite sports is a good thing for them because more exposure is a good thing. Yep. So Def- definitely true. Can only help. So I don't like the, the way that they do it, the coverage now, but maybe that will change if they get some sort of, you know, streaming. I think, I think it'll definitely change. So, and, and they've shown some of the games on ESPN Plus. Like they'll have like a game or two a, a week or something, just as general stuff. But uh, maybe it'd be a good thing. I do miss Gary Thorne being the voice of hockey. He he was a great announcer. Uh, I loved Gary Thorne. Who? So <laughs> you're you're too young for that. <laughs> he, he was. I mean, he, he was kind of the guy when I was like five or six so like the late 90s the early 2000s so when you were a baby i was dead yeah you were either dead or you were a baby so all right uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for us chris you got anything else we finally win the hockey games i like winning yep uh (laughs) let's keep it rolling guys all right, uh, just a quick reminder. We will have that Saad Youssef uni- interview on Friday, so be looking for that podcast probably going up late Friday night or early Saturday morning. And uh, we're really excited to have him on. And, uh, yeah, 
and another to... PGR tomorrow, and another PGR on Saturday. And then another PGR basically every other day. And until another April. one every other day. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, along with Chris, I'm Ryan Chambers. This has been Starcastic Remarks. You can follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR. Like us on Facebook and also follow us on our Instagram page and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put all of this video junk. DM us questions to sod if you got them. Yep. And uh, we'll put a reminder up on Twitter asking for questions and on Facebook. And if you got them, let us know and we may pick from uh, your question and we may mention you on our next podcast. So, Stars win tonight with a final score, three to nothing. And Dobby almost breaks his back, but he doesn't. And yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Catch you guys on the flip side. Bye.